0: Okay oh,
1: <laughs>
0: The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They
1: come down towards the 350-meter mark at Awanichi. Got away to a good lead. It's out by three to four lengths. Dutch Rocket is second. They're followed by Raiden to the outside. They're followed by Miser Boomer and Rocket, Rocket. But it's Awanichi down to the 150. Out by Clear. Six lengths. It's going to run up into the ground. Awanichi from Go to Wo and wins by six to seven lengths to Raiden. The splits third. They're followed by Rocket, Rocket. On the inside, Dutchman. That was
2: Awanichi winning the On the Bit Racing Australia Awards Weight for Age Handicap over 1100 metres of Pioneer Park Emerald on Saturday, part of a winning double at that program for jockey Hannah Richardson and trainer Raymond Williams. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and looking back at the weekend that was, we'll talk about the Dolby program, the Cannonball going to piracy for Isabella Rab Jones and Tony and Maddie Sears. And I have to say, yes, yeah, so each and every week we play you that intro talking about the winners and all of the stories out of country racing. And I'm absolutely thrilled and honoured to uh, report in as everyone has been uh, congratulating us over the last couple of days that, yes, Bushbeat was a winner on the weekend. And we were just honoured to receive the, uh, the uh, Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards uh, presented by On The Bit and Racing Queensland picking up the gong for... The uh, outstanding contribution to country racing. And I couldn't do it. Can't take all of the, uh, the credit myself. I couldn't do this show without my partner in crime with me each and every week. And that's Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob.
1: Good morning, Tony. And lovely to be able to say good morning and congratulations, Tony. And uh, Radio Tab, myself, uh, Sky Channel and everyone else who's contributed to Bushbeat since... February 14, 2004, and I think you always remind me it's Valentine's Day we started <laughs> on and it's coming up
2: again this week. Yeah, it's scary that it's also my wedding anniversary that day, but we seem to remember it more and more each and every year for the anniversary of actually starting Bushbeat. Absolutely thrilled to to pick up this award because if, get a recognition like that is just amazing, Rob. Uh, yeah, we, we, we said there on Saturday night, you don't do this kind of gig for the accolades. You do it for the love of country racing and everyone in the room there on uh, Saturday night at the wonderful ceremony. just loves country racing. That's why we're all involved in it. But to be recognised like that by, by your peers is just fantastic.
1: Oh, exactly right. And um, and as I mentioned uh, on Saturday night, Boy Foster made the comment that it's... A best thing that's happened to country racing but we don't exist without country racing and it's just so lovely to be able to give the stories the people the horses the regions and also Tony even in days when there's no race results to talk about we still manage to go 30 or 40 minutes and get the story across but that's important because we've been able to cover such important industry issues whether it be droughts floods EI COVID-19 and hopefully we are the communication voice that, obviously, the uh, the Minister for Racing enjoys um, the chance to get on and talk on Bushbeat, as do uh, Brendan Parnell and the team from Racing Queensland. Um, you know, we've been lucky to be able to be involved, but uh, I think uh, we should be pretty proud in a way, and I'm not blowing our own trumpets, but I think we've got to be pretty proud in a way that um, we've tried to maintain a positive spin on everything we do and we've helped develop uh, the issues going out to people. But most importantly, we have such a great crew of people who we come have come on regularly since the origins of the days that Stan Johnson kicked off this show and the origins before that was Scotty Power, Brett Moody, Bluey Forsyth, Peter Flynn, contributing to your Sunday results show. Uh, the number of jockeys that have come on, apprentices getting to talk, and, uh, of course, our guest regular contributors, and I'm not going to go through them all because I'm likely to forget one after the week it takes a while to recover
2: from such a marvellous <laughs> weekend, especially when you're a winner, Tony. Yes, very much so. Much celebrating was had by all. We wanted to get a, a slightly different take on the awards night. We will be uh, acknowledging all of the award winners and just letting everyone know who the award winners were in case they haven't had a chance to catch up with it all. But it was a comment that was made at the races on Saturday. Mary Collier is Racing Queensland's get- Executive General Manager for Marketing Communications and Stakeholders. And Mary made the comment that it's wonderful to see so many country people getting together, but also the benefit of an awards ceremony like that to the economic uh, side of things. uh, All of the uh, cafes and coffee shops were full all weekend. Plenty of motel rooms booked out and just the the injection into the economy of the town is uh, not just with the awards night but country racing in general really does give that sort of boost. We thought we'd have a chat with Mary on the show this morning. Thanks for joining us on the award-winning Bushbeat, Mary. Thanks for joining us this morning. Congratulations to everyone at RQ for their involvement as well.
3: Oh, Tony, look, at it. nothing gives me more joy than to be able to join both of you this morning and personally on behalf of not just everyone at Racing Queensland, but I think racing throughout. Um, our great and vast state to formally congratulate yourself and Rob on just a tremendous result. I did, I did sneak a little pic of you both on stage that I tweeted out on Saturday night, and I know the response um, was, you know, superlative. Um, so congratulations. 2004 is a very long time for for any form of uh, media show to be running, let alone one that talks bush and country racing, and and it does, it did resonate with me during uh, your acceptance speech on Saturday night that you said imagine when you pitched this at a tab radio station promoting wagering and racing that you were going to talk non-tab racing and you've been going so successfully for so long it, it's really a credit as well as to yourself to the support that you've had from radio tab and now sky channel and tab across all these years local loud and proud congrats lads
2: Thanks very much, Mary. Yes, we thought we'd last about six weeks because they'd listen to what we were babbling on about and think, yeah, they, these blokes aren't uh, helping out turnover at all. But it's just become something of a, well, it's been a habit and a, a labour of love for us over the years. But, uh, yeah, the feedback we get back from everybody is saying, i never miss it, or if I do miss it, I get the podcast. I think we'd be hung, drawn and courted if we said that we were
3: going to retire. Well, well, on on the point, like, country racing is all about that social and economic contribution to the community that you you just highlighted there. I think uh, that the latest sort of economic impact data we've done at Racing Queensland indicates that... For all of the country towns that conduct a meeting, there are 62 towns in Queensland where that race meeting each year is the biggest community event for the town. You know, that's that's a tremendous place. And I heard so much of it from people far and wide on the weekend, recognising that last year did restrict travel um, for, for COVID purposes, that the importance that plays in supporting, you know, local community activity and businesses and the mental health of everyone in those communities as well, it really is the Great Connect and we just we were proud to support On The Bit and, and the work that, that Matt and Christy have done in bringing that awards night together. It was a fabulous one. Mary,
1: um, it's very interesting you, you talked about that economic review and I, I must congratulate again, we've done it before on the show, since Brendan Parnell and the team have come on board, the use of the independent economic review has won the government over to support country racing. It's improved the infrastructure abilities uh, that we have and you can see the country racing going ahead leaps and bounds because that factual data is there to prove what we see all and what we've seen since 2004, just quietly, as, as to what country racing does. And you saw it firsthand on the weekend again. So congratulations for using that data and bringing country racing forward yet again.
3: Yeah, well, well thanks for the kind words, Rob. But it's, it, it's really, I mean, the data is there to be collected. It's really the participants um, and the volunteers of all those club committees that, to deserve the congratulations i mean we, we get to tell the story because the story is there to be told and and you're right it's it's the latest data is 1.6 billion dollars of economic impact and 46% of that being in regional communities but as i said like our job is to tell the story and to advocate for all the great work and the participation that's going on at grassroots level you know right. more than 40,000 participants more than 12,000 fte and each single one of those people has a story to tell and and that's it, it's an obligation and a privilege and it's it's great when you can see the results and we know that You know, Minister Grace does indeed love her country racing and and as part of the election promise and commitment last year, we've seen the renewal of that country racing program for another two years. So that's to be celebrated and to the great credit of the Minister as well.
1: And the unique thing that your team, the team has done at Racing Queensland, has looked at country racing as a unique product, not as a disadvantage to anyone, but as a unique racing and social product, so much so that the goals of getting country TAB meetings are now fully online with more and more happening. I'd like to put you on the spot this morning, Mary. Can you take it back and suggest that in each of the zones we could get a country TAB meeting at least maybe every second month uh, across the board? But, I mean, the flow is there, isn't it? It's already started. I, I can see you're progressing this. It's not just words you guys speak. Uh, that you put, You're putting words into actions uh, for country racing.
3: Yeah, yeah, look at Robert, and I won't step on the toes of the race programmers who I know are currently <laughs> developing the, the FY twenty two calendar, they <laughs> probably shoot me. But um, legitimately there is that strategic goal to do the conversion from non-tab to tab, and that's for a variety of purposes. It does allow us to become more commercial, so those meetings that can legitimately deliver, you know, a significant uplift in wagering revenue do become critical for us. But more importantly and fundamentally, a, a lot of those Meetings won't necessarily Make a lot of money; they may just wash their face um, from a from a sort of wagering perspective. But it does provide that incredible, great broadcast hook as well. So you get that national coverage across the Sky network um, of being able to showcase all those beautiful towns and beautiful courses um, on that that tab coverage delivers as well. So that that's fundamentally important to letting people know how far and wide we do race and the contribution that they do make, yeah, and I... providing like every time. Like, I mean, we know that, you know, if you're racing in a tab that's been converted from a non-tab meeting, you're not racing for the same money that you are as in Cairns or Townsville. But there is that incremental uplift in prize money, which, which, as we know, like that the, the prize money is the salary of the participants. And it does filter back through each of those local communities into so many businesses.
2: Mary, I was going to say, I remember when uh, Brendan Parnell was able to come out to the Long Ridge Cup a couple of years ago and uh, he was very big on the the fact that it was a Sky meeting, it was on Sky 1 all day, went Sky International, we were showcasing not just a, a Long Ridge Cup, there's a, a race day, but it was showcasing outback racing and we've often talked about the dry and dusty outback tracks, but that's exactly the look. And, Rob, it was almost like, quick, go and round up some kangaroos and emus and throw them out there in the in the <laughs> centre there so the people overseas sitting in Las Vegas and whatever can be able to see outback racing. It didn't take much rounding up. They tend to hop across sometimes <laughs> uh, through the
1: tracks, and, and, and that's part of that uniqueness. And, Mary, I'm sure on the weekend you saw... Plenty of uniqueness. Uh, what were some of the highlights that you took out of the awards? I mean, I thought this was the best awards night we've had so far. We've been working hard. The, On the bit group have worked hard to get the... Uh awards established to get the criteria and tony and and mark particularly you tony i thought you did a marvelous job in outlining the criteria the detail of the nominees so people sitting there could see how these awards eventuated and boy they were tough to win in some of these categories but mary there was some there were some real highlights i thought came out and some racing personalities that uh, really if you like stole the show on the night
3: Oh, oh, there's there's no doubt about that at all, Rob. Um, And I must say, because it was my first awards, I know that was the third one you've conducted. I think for me, what came back in terms of feedback was just how every single year you've upped the quality of what you're presenting. And people did love hearing the stories of each nominee and then getting to hear from the winners. And whether the winner could be there in person or they couldn't travel, like that extra effort um in terms of you know speeches that had been pre-recorded of thanks um was particularly special i, I loved well, when we got to talk about the the contribution that women were making to the industry and you would actually hear the room explode every time a female nominee was sort of announced or a female winner was awarded because legitimately the change that has been you know occurring across a number of years now but again particularly regionally and in the outback from the contribution from female writers perspectives was just extraordinary um, you know I, I loved that I loved hearing from uh, Noel uh, who won the Noel Brosnan who won the Participant of the Year Award and some of his stories after, you know, providing... He's a lawyer by trade and providing so much, you know, support and advice to a range of of clubs in his region. And I think, for me, it's... Yeah, there's there's a couple of things. It's the overwhelming humility that everyone in the bush... Um, always exhibits at those award ceremonies, and you know you get some cheekiness. Um, you, know, <laughs> uh, you, you can definitely tell that uh, Dan McGilvray's uh, Maddie's brother, <laughs> and um, you know it, it, it's just the, it's the combination of characters and personality, and the down-to-earth attitude that you you get to enjoy at those nights. That means there is really nothing else like it.
2: I think you're right, Rob. Talking about uh, some stealing the show, Will Loudon from Wandoan <laughs> has become a new uh, fan favourite. So uh, the crowd absolutely love will's interaction with our co-host kimberly busteed and some of the cheekiness that was coming out there but his auctioneering when we had the charity auction a little bit later on was absolutely brilliant and just captivating it's wonderful to be able to include new people like that And i made the comment uh, to to a few people it's these sort of get-togethers where you do make the new friends and the new connections and there's just friends you haven't met yet Oh, exactly, Tony, and Will wish, Will Loudon's going to be on Bushbeat at some stage,
1: I can assure you, after those, the efforts of training out of Wandoan as a first-year trader and the, uh, the stories and performances on the night. And the other great thing, Mary and Tony, was... It's been trying to develop the Country Awards as a statewide event and it's grown since year one. And when you look across the uh, winners, uh, for example, the Volunteer of the Year, there were five nominees covering five zones. The Outstanding Contribution, there were seven nominees over four zones. The eight nominees over six for Newcomer of the Year. And the winners were spread far and wide. Chinchilla, out to Longreach, out to Toowoomba, Ewan, Roma, mixed luck taking that uh, Hall of Fame Horse of the Year, uh, 88 wins out of 200 starts or something, carrying 83 for the Burnett region, Bob Snelling, the uh, Hall of Fame Trainer of the Year out of Mount Isa, and then the Jockeys, etc. They were spread far and wide and Tony, the growth of the nominations is what we want to see. The fact that there were so many nominees covering the zones, and a big thank you to the people who travelled from Cooktown, that travelled from Chinchilla, that travelled from Charters, Towers and Cairns. It's I went to the Calcutta on Friday night and I honestly looked around and I think there's only one and a half tables I immediately recognise. Everyone else is new and that's what I, I think is a big achievement for the third uh, awards night.
2: And as you said, Mary, looking at you know, the how the girls are starting to take over, even something like that, I know we were working on statistics, but eight out of the ten that were nominated for Apprentice of the Year were the lady jockeys.
3: Yeah, it's just fabulous. And you saw that out on the track on Saturday as well. Mm. What did they win? Five, five races? Five six. Mm, yep. five of six on Saturday, it was quite an extraordinary effort. And and to listen to sort of Brooke Richardson tell the story as well, um, you know, having won sort of the, the, the best jockey of the year, the best ride of the year, um, you know, that, that was an extraordinary tale. And it, to, to the point that you make, Rob, about, you know, people travelling far and wide, a, a little bit of a, a personal story. I've had horses, as you know, with Desley Forster, yes. who was a guest speaker on the night for about 15 years now and in those 15 years i have actually never met her dad um, boy so you know it was because people don't like racing people who train their horses and travel them all the time they just don't get much time off so it was lovely to see you know her mum and dad and extended family make the trip up and um of course they they won one of the awards as well for sprint horse of the year with zoo so it, it is that connection piece again that just makes those things so special on an individual level for me i was fortunate enough as well as the whole general community of racing
2: It was lovely to have you there on Saturday night, Mary. Thank you so much for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Time's beaten us to having a a more in-depth chat, but we've got to move on to having a chat to a a very special guest who is our newcomer of the year. He's joining us next, but we certainly appreciate you joining us this morning on Bushbeat.
3: Thank, thank you very much. It's a pleasure, boys. And if I could just steal 10 seconds to pass on the condolences of everyone at Racing Queensland mm. to Helen Page. We know that um, she lost John last night. And if ever there was a man who had a twinkle in his eye when he walked on a race course, it was John. So thank you very much.
2: Yeah, well said. Thank you for joining us this morning.
3: Thank you. Thank
2: you. Mary Collier from Racing Queensland. Rob, we are going to run through all of the award winners and acknowledge them by name. But our next guest this morning uh, was one of the award winners there on Saturday night. Uh, as I'm flicking through my pages here furiously trying to find which was the award that he ended up picking the up newcomer of the year it was Tony? yes it was I'm trying to find the exact criteria there because that's what I plan to talk about as
1: <laughs> While you're doing that, I, I reinforce that point that there were eight nominees. This was a tough one. Over six zones that came into the uh, newcomer of the year, and uh, I've got it in front of me. If you haven't been able to
2: find it, yes, I, I must have the wrong set of notes. I, I can. All I can tell you is that this lad had his first day of riding only in July last year at Chinchilla. Right. Went straight to the winners' stall on striking Princess for Gary Swenke. and then a week later at Esky, rode a treble. And then only a couple of months later in October won the Gimpy Cup on Richford for Jackie Crompton. Ty Wheeler announced as the Queensland Country Racing Newcomer of the Year and he's with us this morning on Bushbeat as well. Welcome along, Ty. Nice to be on the
0: show. Thanks.
1: Good, good morning to you, Ty. And uh, this award was awarded to an individual who in the first year of the industry made a noteworthy start to a career measured by a number of wins, feature race wins as your Gimpy Cup and or contributed to country racing in the On The Bit Racing Australia calendar year. And it's very important to stress this is over a calendar year. And Ty, you, you don't get a better start than riding a winner on your first day of uh, racing. And In fact, I think it was the first race on the day as well, if I'm correct. Uh, yes,
0: I think it was the first race on the of the day, and yeah, um, certainly for a little bit I did uh, take it for granted and think, well, uh, didn't think too much of it, and then it really sunk in a little bit later, probably on the drive home. Uh, It sunk in what I had done um, and realised how big that was.
1: Did you have the same feeling after Saturday night? Did it sink in that you've taken this award after 12 wins at seven different tracks?
0: Yeah, um, it was was quite a shock given given, uh, the other nominees and how well they had done and um, how tough a competition I'm up against for this particular award. Um, I thank my lucky stars.
1: Actually, those other nominees, we haven't got time to list everyone in all areas, but Angela Jones, Will Loudon, Kayla Russell, Rebecca Wilson, Cody Collis, Ashley Gorey, and Nick Walsh. It certainly was an outstanding field, as all the categories were. But, Ty, you know, you came out on top. You had a feature win as an apprentice in a non-claiming race. That's an achievement in itself. It was a Country Cups Challenge qualifier, not only being the time-honoured Gimpy Cup. Uh, you started off with real momentum. Did your career, did it Did it go a bit quiet at some point there and you've had to work your way back? And and how how have you climbed back up to get uh, the momentum going again? Yeah, it
0: surely has gone quiet a little bit. Yeah. Um... It it went quiet. I didn't have a win for three months. And uh, just last, uh, not last week, but the week before at Dolby, I I, um, had a win on a horse called Better Be Better for Caroline Oladous. And that got the ball rolling again. Got my confidence coming back.
1: Key thing in any game, confidence. And I'm sure that winning confidence is the secret. It sure is. And uh, you're down in Toowoomba now as you're one of the areas that you represented um, at the awards being from that, that Downs area. Uh, you're based in Toowoomba, but what's the future holding? Where do you see yourself? How, how are the rides going? Are they flowing in now?
0: Yeah. Um, like Toowoomba, this Saturday night, I have, um, I have five rides here in Toowoomba, um, which is probably the most on a single meeting I've had. So it's certainly working its way up a bit. Um, I think getting my name out at the awards probably helped a little bit with quietly, But um, uh, as I work my way up, I'll think of um, you know what other places I can start going to more often, possibly Sunshine Coast and other provincial tracks. Um, work my way up steadily.
2: How did you get into racing, Ty? What's the uh, the background story to Ty Wheeler? Is it part of the, the family history? What was it that got you into the saddle?
0: No, um, wasn't any family history. A lot of family history in horses, I guess, but not um, on the black duck by going to racing. Um, my dad would break horses, and he has broken horses for racing, um, but also done a lot of other horse sports, camp drafting and so on. Uh, Mum, she's a great horsewoman as well. Uh, My sister, she went into um, horse sports, cutting and bar racing, all that kind of thing. Um, And for a little bit, I didn't like horses, but uh, then the bug bit and I was at the races. I, I was in a mining job at the time and I went to the races and I thought, you know what, I might give this a crack. I wonder how hard it could be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you find the answer to that question?
0: It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but at the same time, there's no feeling quite like it.
1: <laughs> Most people want a job in the mines at your age, uh, and you had one and you went to racing. Exactly. Big
0: um, I found sitting in a truck at the mines just sent me mental, so I needed... I needed that, uh, well, all the things that racing offer pretty well.
2: Who's been the, the biggest influence on your short career so far?
0: Oh, that's a hard one. Um, there's been so many special people along the way that have really uh, given me the great opportunities that have made it possible um, and shoved me along into the right sport and... Um, giving me the support I need. Uh, Probably the three trainers I've been with, so I started with Lyle Wright and Rocky Um, and then I went to Glenda Bell Emerald and come down here to John Thomas Um, and they've all been really great supporters. Um, Obviously, my parents, they were really great throughout the whole thing. When I I, uh, decided to go to racing and I run I rung Mum up and said, oh, I'm going to quit the mines and go racing. And uh, she said, don't sounds good. And that was about it. Go get them, she said.
2: I remember having a similar conversation with my dad when uh, there was an opportunity to go and work on the rigs out in Western Queensland, and I said, I'm going to be a radio announcer. I'll just do this until I find out what I want to do with my life, Dad. <laughs> and, and here I am 30-something years later. <laughs> so you can say to, say to mum, it's okay. I can always go back to the mines once uh, you know my weight gets too far from me or something like that. Speaking of, what is your riding weight? What are you getting around at the moment?
0: Well, I walk around at 48 and a half kilos. Oh. So I can ride any minimum weight with pretty decent
1: gear. And country trucks are plenty for you to visit, uh, Ty, I, I would imagine, during the apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, Toowoomba... Um, is a great spot to be, too, because it's very central to the racing industry. Um, you yeah, pretty well got everything west and a little bit east is country and a bit of provincial. And then uh, I'm not too far away from bigger tracks, Sunshine Coast um, and Doombin when I get to those stages, but that's in the future. Uh, but I'm aiming to go there. I've
2: eventually. Who's the uh, the best contact to, to get you for a ride if you're not uh, riding one, say, for John?
0: Um, my manager is uh, Clinton Child.
2: And details in the book, of course? Yes, of course. Yes. Excellent. Well, Ty, congratulations on your Newcomer of the Year. Now you've got the next one to strive for, and that's next year. Could be Apprentice of the Year. Mm,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, big, uh, there'll be big noms for that, Um award I reckon uh, but yeah, hopefully I can strive for
2: that one Thanks for joining us on Bush Week, and congratulations again on your win Saturday night
0: Thanks well, very day, much
2: Ty, Ty Wheeler there, the newcomer of the year Rob, just having a look through the uh, the award winners there and, and starting off with the, uh, the Queensland Country Racing Volunteer or Club Person of the Year, went to Curtie Mitchell who is the uh, Secretary of the Chinchilla Race Club and we outlined on Saturday night uh, that Curtie uh, has been Helping the club out uh, gets uh, around about $700,000 worth of improvements through the accessing of grants and things like that. And this is all while she's a working mum with four kids to look after. And it was great to see Curtie there Saturday night to, uh, to pick up the award and was a very popular award as well. The newcomers list was uh, very extensive with uh, uh, people from all walks of life, uh, whether it was training or riding or, or a stable life or something like that. But yes, Ty Wheeler, the newcomer of the year, uh, the Apprentice uh, Horse of the Year, the Jockey of the Year, the uh, Trainer of the Year awards, they didn't necessarily have to be the, the ones that were, say, for example, the Racing Queensland uh, Apprentice of the Year type awards. It was considered on a, a whole bunch of different criteria there. And as I said, with with Mary, we had 10 that were in the running there for the Apprentice of the Year, but it came out as Dan McGilvery. Who's uh, picked up 39 winners from over 270 rides in his career so far? He's had 16 wins this season and is currently sitting third in the, uh, the Country Jockeys Premiership. The Jockey of the Year, Dan Ballard, picking up his third in a row. Uh, he's had uh, 18 winners and 24 placings from just 56 rides this year, and he's got one of the best strike rates in the country at 32.1%. Just amazing. Uh, flicking over to um, the, uh, the uh, we made mention there before with Mary about the uh, Pumper Cassidy Ride of the Year. And this is something that Jimmy Cassidy has been uh, involved in this year. He goes through and watches a whole heap of country races and he picks out one out of uh, the meetings and each week he has been awarding a ride of the week. And then out of all of those, he came up with just one and that must have been an effort in itself when he had to look through rides from the likes of Cyril Small, Brayton Swoffer, Brooke Richardson, Matthew Gray, Manu Pokhita, Shannon Stephan, Ty Wheeler, Scott Sheargold, Chelsea Jokic and... Steve Galvin, and it came up with Brooke Richardson's ride on Foxy Bella at Roma back in July and a benchmark uh, 65 over a 1,000 metres. Uh, Brooks had two rides on Foxy Bella for Wayne Baker and has won both starts. Uh, first of all, uh, back in February, uh, had managed to uh, pick up a, uh, a win there, but then uh, backed it up with uh, this win in July, and that was the... Uh, the winner, of the, or the winner for the uh, the ride of the year and what I thought was lovely was not just the trophy that everyone was picking up on the night but uh, Pumper had organised a, a, a mounted whip and a, a showcase frame to be sent up specially for Brooke so she's got a very unique piece of memorabilia there it was a
1: beautiful trophy, and I think Brooke might have been in tears by the time she got back to the table, and I love the way she credited the horse, because that, if you saw that race, the horse was going through the fence and her horsemanship skills, uh, brought it back and it won the race. And, of course, Tony, Billy Johnson was another one to take three in a row, the mm-hmm. trainer of the year, uh, of course, established at Bouldercombe now, but I believe move, moving to Murumba. Yes, uh, Zucas was the sprinting horse, and it's a distance horse. It's not the staying horse of the year. It's a distance horse of the year, Balenti. Uh, coming off those wins and uh, unfortunately injured before he went on to the uh, the final
2: the Hall of fame inductees uh, there were some wonderful uh, nominees that were included there, and I think that was very special to be be able to share some of those stories with people uh, for example, the uh, Hall of Fame horse inductee was mixed luck. Uh, yes. that was trained by uh, Mick Wecker during his career uh, but had a whole bunch of different trainers, or was owned by Mick, I should say, and had a whole bunch of different trainers from Mick Maloney to Doug Bagore, Pat Duff, Ken Lee, Clive Freeman and Glenda Richardson. Uh, but in amongst all of those nominees was uh, Jet Linda, who was actually a quarter horse. Uh, never, She was registered in the Quarter Horse Association but uh, actually ended up thoroughbred racing and was some lovely to be able to tell some stories like that. The Hall of Fame participant inductee was Noel Brosnan who's given over three decades of support to the UN Amateurs. And probably there wouldn't be the UN Amateurs without uh, Noel and Mary there, even though, as Noel said in his acceptance speech, Mary doesn't actually like racing, but <laughs> gets dragged along the way. The, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame jockey inductee was probably one of the most popular ones of the night, yes. Tony Lane, uh, who uh, had such a massive career through Western Queensland. And it's been working with Cliff Brown over in Singapore and they're getting ready to move the team back to Australia. And Tony was one that uh, obviously couldn't be there on the night but was able to uh, send through a video acceptance and uh, that was quite moving. And then the Hall of Fame Trainer Award went to Bob Snelling. And there's a man that, if there's ever a man that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, it's certainly Bob when you look back at what he's done over 50 years in the racing game.
1: Oh, and some of the horses that he had and got involved with, of course, uh, Daring Man, Alice Springs Cup, Julia Creek, Burktown, Mount Isaac Cups, Darwin Cups, and other great horses like Lieben Blur. But also his influence in helping other trainers over the years, the knowledge and advice he was able to give. And he, uh, I loved his acceptance speech too, uh, Tony. And he, he's had, uh, well, he suffered a. Uh, leg injuries and that but he's still going strong so congratulations to all of those worthy winners and and I think Tony the the uh, the structure's been really well laid this year with these awards the criteria are clear the scoring way the method of happening now we move into this year people know in advance well that's how this works so if you're going to be getting these awards, uh, you know how to go about it with uh, with competitive racing and getting the results on the board because it's not just always about who wins a certain race or how many wins you've got. It's about your overall contribution to country racing and that's outlined in the way the uh, awards
2: are now determined. Yeah, very much so. Congratulations to all of the award winners there and all of the inductees into the Hall of Fame and again, thank you for uh, honouring Bushbeat with our award there on Saturday night.
0: The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great, this is Bushbeat.
1: Up to the halfway, 500 left to go. Puzzling wonder has the inside running. Piracy held together by Bellarab Jones up on the outside so it's going to be a sprint home and rather salubrious is a further two and a half lengths away just tapped along. On the point of the turn now Piracy just edging ahead of uh, Puzzling Wonder as they enter the home straight and three lengths away to rather salubrious. Piracy had to tap it up a little bit. Puzzling Wonder wants to go with it but it's Piracy hands and heels is uh, just in front over Puzzling Wonder and will get the job done, don't want it over but gets win number seven, takes the cannonball by a half length over Puzzling Wonder. Just could not shake it off and last of the three is rather salubrious, getting appearance money, not quite as much as Tiger Woods does, but appearance money nonetheless for going around at the tail.
2: Brett Moody there with the call of the Dolby Leagues Club cannonball flying at uh, at Bunya Park on Saturday. Rob Piracy for Isabella Rab-Jones and Tony and Maddie Sears. It was only a three-horse race, but it sounded like from uh, Brett's call there quite exciting.
1: Yeah, very much so for the exceed and excel in that time-honoured cannonball. And, of course, Tom Dougal had the uh, race-to-race double to kick off that program with Go Wanji, and that's the third Wanjina winner over the uh, weekend in Australia. Australian going well, then he backed up with Kohiko. Zach Lloyd kicking home this Elbrecht winner there. Vic heading, his little team going well. And Paul Hamlin, who was a nominee in the uh, awards on the weekend, got up with the show a heart gelding point the wagon in the benchmark 50. And then Grant Arnold and Brendan Newport, good, good to see Brendan back in the winner's circle with Nubo, the skilled four year old gelding, wrapped up that program. And as Mary alluded to out of Emerald when we heard Scotty Powers call earlier on, five of the six wins for the girls are double to Hannah Richardson. And it was a race to race double raymond williams ginabelle that's one of the one ginners uh the uh, i know you had a bit of a story we mightn't have time for this one but uh that was a good win there she backed it up with raymond williams a brilliant win Arwenichi uh demolished the field there and of course uh with the girls dominating is swaffer the last race on flash hombry and that came off a double in towns on the way down on the long trip down from up there at uh, atherton and uh, flash hombry getting up in the final event uh before i mention brooke richardson martin haley uh took home the first with quid nine Olivia Cairns but uh, great to see Brooke Richardson bring up the first training win for Jessica Lee Brand with Arthur Dane uh, leading all the way and it's uh, great to see a result there for the total female combination there of Jessica Lee and Brooke Richardson will see Jessica in the winner's circle more often um, and that was a, a really good day's uh, racing there to kick off if you like this area of racing Tony and look we cannot go this morning without saying a big thank you to Maddie Peters and Christy Peters and anyone else who assisted in getting that wonderful evening uh, up and running and the number of people who said this is the best one they've been to yet Every time you have an event, there's going to be little improvements. It's going forward in the best possible way, Tony.
2: Very much so. The racing action this week, uh, tab meetings following on from today at Mackay. Friday, it's Townsville and Saturday, Rockhampton. Saturday is also Marilla Cup Day for the Miles and District Amateur Picnics, plus Mariba and the Nango racing on Saturday. And in South Australia, Sunday, Valentine's Day, it's Lock Cup Day. It's their 55th meeting at the Oak Bank of the North for the Lock Race Club coming up on the weekend.
1: And, Tony, I must apologise, Benny Williams and Sue Hammer. Yes, I did miss Witch Lily, Angela Jones, and that is a filly to follow, that three-year-old Falvalon winner out of race two at uh, Emerald. And just email me at News at OptusNet.com.au with all the great stories so we can come back next week and keep the tradition of Bushbeat. I like this award-winning show, Bushbeat. I'll have to go on the intro, Tony. Uh, we're getting carried away now. I'll leave you with it. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners.
2: Thank you, Rob. Thank you to Mary Collier and also to Ty Wheeler for joining us. And we'll catch you again next week on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.